Every Christian has this weapon, but are you using it? The Access More Podcast Network has faith-based shows about culture, family, and entertainment without all the other noise so you can discover inspiring conversations easier. Start listening today at accessmore.com. We are going to talk about spiritual warfare, Mm -hmm. but we're going to talk about spiritual warfare in a different way. I I think that sometimes people are like, spiritual warfare, armor God, absolutely, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Prayer. Uh, Prayer. I mean, all of those things. Be in the word of God. Have the word on your heart. Make sure you're in prayer. Make sure you're in communication. Make sure that you're, you know, humbling yourself. Mm -hmm. But there's one aspect that I think that people leave out as a powerful tool when we're going through this warfare. Yes. And that would be your testimony. Mm, Come on. And we're going to talk a little bit about some biblical context of what a testimony actually is, what the Christian today normally thinks of when they think of a testimony and how you actually weaponize this. And the spoiler is you don't have much work to do to weaponize it because it is, I like to say it's like a big A-bomb as far as something that you have been called and given to use to battle in the spiritual realm. Like you said, A-bomb, right? Yeah. You're sitting here now. Think about this. Just take a moment. You're sitting there. You're listening to us. Now take this second right here and think about where you are now. Now think about where you came from. Mm -hmm. How did you come to an understanding that the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ makes all the difference in life? Yeah. Right. And as I'm sitting here looking at this and I'm going through, you know, testimonies and all, you know, I'm looking at all these things and there's like so many opinions on testimonies. But I think one of the greatest ones that I've read and people use this all the time. Sometimes they misuse this, but I want to unplug, unpack something real quick. Unplug, unpack. Hey, it's one of those. But, but <laughs> Revelations 12, 11, where it says the believers, right, triumphed over Satan by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Now, people can sit there and say, oh, well, that's the end times. Oh, you know, that's revelation. That that doesn't apply. But I think it does apply. I think it applies in, in, in a couple of points. Number one, they have a testimony. Mm-hmm. And number two, I really like when you notice the word, right? Their testimony, the word of their testimony. It means they're saying something. Right. I think sometimes people get caught in a, in a pattern of like, well, I'll just show it. I don't need to say anything. I'm just going to show it through my actions, which are awesome. But I don't think that there's one or the other. I think it plays in both. And I believe that we should have a mouth that speaks truth and says, hey, this is where I was, Mm -hmm. but this is where I am now. Mm -hmm. But here's the reason I'm here now. It's because of Jesus Christ. Yeah. What it is. I mean, we talk about blind faith and Of course, when you first decide to come to Christ, you could have all the evidence in the world stacked up. You still have to make this choice to believe it or suspect it slanted in some way, right? People have to come to that moment where they decide they're going to have faith in him, whether or not they have a big, long list of proof. But testimony is proof. And I like to call it the receipts. These are the receipts of what the Lord has done in your life and the lives of others. The entire Bible is a testimony of what he has already done and what he says he will continue to do and will do in the future. And it says that, you know, if you think about in a courtroom, testimony is the, you're you're by oath saying you're telling the truth. What happened? Tell us what happened. And even the Lord himself has his own testimony and stands as his own witness because he can. Uh, First, he's a trinity. So he's already got three, um, (laughs) three perfect persons that can vouch for 
vouch for the Trinity. <laughs> it's so hard with pronouns. You don't want to go into heresy when you talk about, but you know what I mean. Um, but also, and I thought this was really cool when I was looking into it was I so often hear the Ark of the Covenant back in the Old Testament, but it's also very often referred to as the Ark of the Testimony. Mm. And what was in the Ark of the Testimony? There were three things. Ooh, a staff was the part staff, of the Aaron. Aaron. A staff, yeah. the budding staff of Aaron. Budding. The budding, budding staff. It's yeah. important to remember that thing had flowers on it all the time. <laughs> like that's what's cool. A jar of manna yep. and the Ten Commandments. Ooh, those so commandments. So proof, not just saying you just have to pass on these stories, believe, just believe it, right? But the actual receipts in the box telling us and showing future generations mm. that he's continuing to do what he said he would. And so that's what we have within our own lives are these stories, these receipts of what he has done in our life. And that is, there's no telling how that can impact other people that need to hear it. Mm. I, I like that re- receipts because, you know, mm-hmm. you, you hear that at point of salvation, you became this, 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 children of God, yes. family members, you know, you become righteous, you get all of these cool things, receipts. Yes. And and these are the receipts that we want to share with people. Mm-hmm. These are the receipts that, look, prove our testimony. Like, we're, I'm not priding myself. I'm not sitting there saying, oh, it's me. Oh, me. Oh, me. No, it's all God. And it's like, hold on a second. Wait. The world sits there and says, me, 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 me. I did this. I, I got myself out of debt. I got this. I got this. I got mm-hmm. this. Oh, I got that new job. I made this new job happen. I made this. And I reverse that and I say, hold on. God gave me these things. And when you start on this mentality that God gives us these things, God gave me the new job. God, God, you know, helped provide to put food on the table because he gave me that job. These receipts start to add up. Then when you start looking at the spiritual side of it, it's weaponized. Mm -hmm. It's hugely weaponized because it's no longer what the world's calling us. It's what God's calling us. It's no longer what God, you know, what the world is saying, like, oh, you guys, you know, don't have anything. No, we have everything. Mm -hmm. It's like we just became reconnected not just like we just became reconnected mm-hmm. to our creator, which right. then taps us into the power that surrounds us. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. And that becomes our testimony to share with people. Um, that's kind of cool. I like the receipts thing, by the way. Yeah. I kind of like that. I yeah. kind of like the Ark of the Covenant, too. And of course, there's someone out there right now. Well, why, why isn't it found? I'll tell you why the Ark of Covenant isn't found because if it was, they'd be worshiping the Ark of Covenant, not God. Yeah, okay. that, like we're past needing that. <laughs> we have a, so much a, text to prove. Yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're past needing that because of our relationship currently as it stands with Christ. Right. So I think that there's a reason why a lot of these things have gone at the very least locked away by some rich person with access, if nothing, but probably based on when you touch it, what happens, probably it's not with anyone right, right. now. Right. <laughs> and, and, and look, another thing I want to point out here, because it's really important, Pastor Brent, mm-hmm. first off, you know, he knew my story. He knew all, my whole history, my testimony, everything. And the wisest thing I've ever heard when he started telling me like, okay, you can use your testimony, but make sure it's about God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really important that we include that into our testimony. Uh, figure out ways. I mean, I think that what happens at fir- first, we, we tell this whole story. It's like 25, 30 minutes long, right? Of brokenness and despair and anguish and all this mm-hmm. stuff, which is there. I mean, trust two people here. Uh, we know about it. We know about it, y'all. If you don't, if you don't believe us, go to De La Faye. We shot that out a couple of times already. This will be the last time, maybe. But, <laughs> but it's like, hey, we've been there and we understand this. But he said, look, five minutes 
you know, that's that brokenness. But then 25 minutes of the glory that God has brought to your life, how glorious God is, how he's done this, how it happened. Make sure you focus on the grace. You focus on the love. You focus on the mercy. You focus on the death, the burial and the resurrection, because that's what saves people. You mm-hmm. want people not to come to you saying, whoa, man, what? Because, you know, the world will sit there and be like, I did it. Mm-hmm. I did it. And we're like, no, God did all of this. Mm-hmm. And then they start to see this manifestation of Christ in your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, in first John five eleven, it says, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. Mm-hmm. And w- what we do backs that up and he doesn't need us. He doesn't need us to back it up because he is perfect, but he cares enough that he's using us in this way because he knows us little limited mind humans down here tend to believe one another more than God sometimes, especially depending on how we've grown up and who's been around us and who's shaped how we think. And that's why he gives us these testimonies that reinforce his own, the one that he consistently says about himself. And then in John 18, 37, um, Pilate says, so you are a king. And Jesus says, you say I'm a king. Actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. So it's, about God sending first his son and then all of us. And even before he sent his son in the flesh to the world, many other people, the prophets, many people to testify of what he's already telling us and using our lives to to prove it over and over again. So how is this spiritual warfare? Well, if you haven't kind of already like me, like your mind explodes and you see all the different connections, right? Some of the ones I think of is, well, who's a false witness? Because who has a testimony? Right. A witness. The witnesses goes, they sit on the stand, they have a testimony, they, they say what they know and what they saw, heard, everything. Well, false witnesses are getting called up to the stand all the time mm. and they are saying lies. And the I'll call him the little A accuser because truthfully God has accused, but he's also stood in for us. He's paid the price right. for us. The court is dismissed. That's done for us. But yet he, the little A accuser likes to come in and try and keep court in session and bring things up. He's such a loser, guys, such a loser. <laughs> and um, and he, he, he just, he's always accusing and bearing, maybe he's speaking the truth, maybe he's bearing false witness, but in your life, he is trying to whisper lies about who you are, lies about who other people are so that you don't look at people the way Christ calls you to look at them. In other believers' lives, he's doing the same thing. In unbelievers' lives, he's trying to keep them away from Christ at whatever cost. So you bringing true receipts matters because someone that is seeking the truth is going to see that testimony and weigh it against a lie and the truth is going to win out because Mm. those who pursue the truth find it. And I think that that's why it's, it's not just, oh, well, you know, how do you believe this book? He ain't never done nothing for you. No, he's constantly, you can ask any believer and you will get daily receipts, not right, just right. the, I not was all one. this. Right. It's, it's everything he's doing. Every answered prayer is a testimony. Every time you've fallen down and spoken to him is a testimony. And you constantly go into that register. 
Of course, you ain't putting nothing in. He's just putting everything out. Right. That's the, that's the, look, y'all, that, with prices going up and food and everything, <laughs> that's the register I want. Where, oh, that, okay, here we go. Tangential. No, I'm just kidding, because that's what I like to do. Not really, though. You know that question, like, when you go to put your debit card, it says, do you agree with this cost? <laughs> or what I'm is like, it? Like, I don't. And I'm like, I don't. I've been I, robbed. I really don't. But if you hit no, you don't get nothing. Well, God is just putting out. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I love this this idea of spiritual warfare. And I love what you're saying because we know that God doesn't like a false witness. Mm-hmm. That is proven throughout scripture that God doesn't like a false mm-hmm. witness. You don't believe it? Go to Proverbs. <laughs> Proverbs will sit there, especially like Proverbs 19.5 that says a false witness will not go unpunished. Mm-hmm. And he who breathes out lies will not escape. Your testimony is truth, y'all. And when the enemy comes in, like she's talking about, he's just trying to spew lies, trying to knock you off, trying to keep you quiet, trying to keep your your testimony from hitting people because God does use testimony. I like that in the spiritual warfare. You know, at the Samaritan, let's let's just take the Samaritan mm-hmm. woman for a moment. Let's think about this in a spiritual war, warfare aspect, right? Jesus comes in tactically, <laughs> tactically. What, what does he do to his disciples first? Go away. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to mess it up. Go you know, away. <laughs> I'm kidding. Men me- mess it up. No, but he tells them to go away. Go to town, you know, get some food, whatever. You got you to go away. But he knew exactly what he was going to do. He needed this time with this woman. Mm-hmm. He didn't need 12 other ears listening. It just needed to be this one-on-one time. Mm-hmm. Hello, one-on-one time. Back to that communication thing, back to that prayer thing. Mm-hmm. One-on-one time for him to come in, challenge, correct, and then turn loose. Mm-hmm. And when he turns the Samaritan woman loose, mm-hmm. it is amazing. Because if you look at John 4.39, it says it there too. Back to the Revelation where it says, you'll know by the word of their testimony. Watch this. And many of the Samaritans of the city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. Mm-hmm. He just planted the greatest seed ever. Right. And he just changed her complete existence. She went from a woman who is sitting at the well in the middle of the day, embarrassed, ashamed, can't be around the other women probably because they probably caddy and talking. I mean, that's just how it works. Right. Just how it works. And, and or the men or whoever, you know, right. it's, it, it, she was she was really <laughs> abused in senses, in those senses, like just so she's there in the middle of the day, hottest time of the day, carrying water. Here's Jesus. Meets her right where she's at Mm -hmm. in her worst moment. But then he plants that beautiful seed, a spiritual seed, you could call it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then she is so excited that she goes out and shares. She goes and brings back people to hear his word so that he could carry this through. Mm -hmm. Don't let that liar. This is the war. Mm -hmm. Do not. She could have sat and said, nobody's going to listen to me. They don't like me. Right. I'm not going to talk, man. They, they're they just going to judge me. Mm-hmm. They're going to laugh me out. Mm. They're going to, will they even believe me? You know, will I be able to do anything for Jesus? Right. And yet she readily, she was instantly weaponized. Mm. Come on. In the best way, because God has a way of weaponizing us and empowering us and blessing and healing us all in one little ball. And she ran off and did what, the only thing she could think to do, and yet that is the one thing that Satan over and over wants to shut us up. He wants us to keep from talking. If he can keep a Christian from talking, he thinks he's won the war, right? Mm. And of course, I mean, like, he has done a very big thing if he keeps a Christian from talking. 
But often it's the Christian themselves that keeps themselves from talking, right. you know, because of the fear and the shame. And it, it's amazing why we've been talking about these kind of topics. Right. And it all spurred from our YouTube um, with De La, our YouTube videos with De La Fay, where both of our testimonies were dropped and we were reading the comments and to see these people, you know, last week we were talking about how they were like, this is my story. This is my story. But a lot of people were commending us saying, I'm, thank you so much for sharing right. your story. I could, I never dreamed of sharing my story. I wish I could be as bold. I wish I could be as honest. Wow. That's so real. And yet that's what we're called to do. So here's the question. It's not, oh, you sinners for not doing what you're called to do, but why? Mm. What is holding a person with such a powerful story back? Do you think that he hasn't brought you far enough for it to matter? Because I think at the same time, that's powerful because he's still working in you and you have your faith even though he hasn't gotten you here yet. You're still here Mm. and you're still faithful. Is it because you're worried about people being rejecting you like the Samaritan woman wasn't right. Um, or do you still see the fear of acceptance or the fear of rejection from family? Like what, but these are things that we, we need to sit in and pray about. I think sometimes we, we lie to ourselves Mm -hmm. (laughs) or, or watch this and and it, and it can be, let me, let me explain something. A lot of the things that I fought or no, no, forget not the things, the thing that mm-hmm. I fought, fought the most shame. Right. In my testimony, it was shame. It was always shame. Yeah. It was always like, I can't, be- I can't believe I'm doing these things. Mm-hmm. I can't believe every time I would take a hit off the pipe, uh, the next day it was always like, <sighs> and then there I was the next day hitting that same pipe. Mm-hmm. And it's like that. So that one aspect, why are we not using this? Right. Then we get forward. Okay. Now God's done his work. God's done his work. (laughs) We are no, look, his blood cleansed us. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to sit there and say, okay, you share all your story. I know there's people, there's people I know that are holding some of theirs, which is okay. Mm -hmm. But we definitely need to let people know that God has done something beautiful in our lives. Because let me tell you something. There is someone out there right now. They might not have my testimony. They might not have Michelle's testimony. They might have your testimony. And if they, and and sometimes I I told the youth today, I'm like, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. I, every day, Jesus, turn to Jesus, turn to Jesus, turn to Jesus. But let me tell you something. Sometimes people have a hard time seeing the unseen Mm -hmm. and then they get a glimpse, a glimpse, not the full package, but a glimpse of the unseen in someone else. And they can, that can be used. It's warfare. Right. We talked about this it. warfare. And then we're talking about why can't why, why don't we use it? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, maybe it's a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Maybe we have to say, you know what? Lives matter. Mm-hmm. That other person's lives matter. Life matters. It doesn't have to be on a platform like some some of the yeah, things that we've been that we've been, been been blessed to be a part of. It can just be in those individual conversations and it doesn't have to be full blown. Sometimes right. I, I, I approach people and I'm talking to people and, and maybe they're sitting there on the, on the street smoking weed or something or that guy that had it in his pocket. Yeah, <laughs> that? I yeah this dude had, okay, <laughs> story time because he got to throw a story in here somewhere. But I'm downtown evangelizing and this kid, man, I walk over, I just smell it. I'm like, and I sit and I say, hey, what's up? I start talking to him. Well, he starts getting nervous, right? Mm-hmm. He's getting nervous and he just keeps touching his pocket, keeps touching his pocket. 
telltale signs to any popo out there that you got something, you hiding something. Right. So I just sat there. I said, brother, I know what's in your pocket. Stop touching it before we both get arrested. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and then, but you know what? I said, because he right there, he knew and understood I knew something too. Mm-hmm. And we had a good conversation. Yeah. And it wasn't about everything else in my testimony. It was about how I was addicted to drugs, how I was on drugs, and how God changed that. Yeah. It was just a portion. So even portions, it doesn't have to be full blown. Mm-hmm. It could just be a portion with someone who might be going through the same thing you are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I think what what was in the arc of the testimony receipts? Ooh, yep. We are receipts. Yes. You're a walking receipt. In Numbers 17:10, the Lord said to Moses, bring Aaron's rod back before the testimony, the ark of the testimony, to be kept as a sign against the rebels that you may put their complaints away from mm. me lest they die. He's using us to prevent unnecessary death. And the rebels, those who both knowingly and unknowingly serve the devil, he's trying to make us a sign against them. And when we share, you're right, being one-on-one is one of the most powerful things because, yeah, I could look at all those comments and be like, wow, I touch people, whatever. And I don't know to what level my story has, has continued to work in their hearts. I don't know that, but I do know that I am blessed with a group of people in our local church body that I have for years dropped parts of my testimony when they were relevant, when they were needed. Um, I've dropped portions of my testimony and it allowed someone who isn't as used to sharing these things open up just to me, not to a room of people, not to a whole YouTube channel, but just to the person who shared with them. And the things that have been shared with me are astounding, Mm. both in how similar they often are, but also how much weight people carry around and the shame. And yet here they are finally in front of a Christian, because a lot of people, they also sit there, they're like, this might be great. I'm feeling so loved. But if I share this, all this amazing love might go away because that might be when I see that part of them that gives me that feeling of betrayal because they're going to walk away when they know this about me. But yet they safely were able to exercise it with one person. They share with me and I don't reject them. And I see that part of them Mm. as part of them. And I'm not rejecting them and I'm not thinking less of them. And we're able to move on from that topic to some other topic and talk about that normally. And they get to walk away with something that's hard for us to grasp, but they get it a little more like you said, this this little bit of the unseen. That's how God loves them. Right. He knows everything already and loves them anyway. And he's making it his business to move you through this life, not just point out everything you've done and make you feel bad about it. And in that moment, you can be that person who's sitting there showing them a little bit of who God is to all of us by accepting it. So the one-on-one, I think, is the most beautiful place to start rather than waiting for someone to invite you on a stage or into a circle. Find a hurting person and don't make it all about you, but just share Mm. something that you've gone through to help them understand that you that you kind of get it to a degree. Right. No, I like that. It's, it's always to the seed planting. Yeah. I ain't plant, I ain't putting in a whole field, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just giving a little bit of seed, but excuses. Man, look. <laughs> Sometimes our excuses for not sharing is bunk. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, I really like the story. Now I'm going to use it slightly different. Mm-hmm. The theologians might get on me for this and whatever. Just email me, talk to me. I'll talk with you. <laughs> but but it's about the 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 feast. Yeah. Right. And it's when the, the the rich man is inviting all these people to the feast. Okay, so let's let's just kind of play that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they were invited to this feast, and then all these excuses came in. Well, we've already partaken of the feast. Mm-hmm. We've already partaken of his goodness. We've already partaken of his grace and his mercy. And he continually pours in this feast. He's constantly, the table never runs dry. Yeah, with and you God's never have feast. to leave the party. Right, you don't have to leave. Oh, I like that. You don't have to leave the party yeah. under the banner of love. My fa- one of my favorite verses. Yeah. Anyways, but it's like they gave every excuse, right, in Luke fourteen. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, well, you know, got a field to tend to. Wait, mm-hmm. what about people's lives? Don't you want to tend to someone's life, <laughs> right? Right. Or you can go through that. What else? What is it? I have. I, oh, I have bought a field. I must go and see it. Don't you, don't you want people to see Jesus? I mean, I'm just asking. I'm, just, I'm, I'm taking this. I'm, hey, maybe I'm getting wrong on this. But, right. but the point is, what I'm trying to get across is we make excuses. Some of those come from a point of shame. Again, we're gonna, not, not to go rehash that again. Or, or whatever emotion is tied to it. Maybe you can't talk about it right now. Okay, I get it. But ask God, hey, use me. Show me how. Because I'm going to change, I'm going to flip it right here. We keep saying my testimony, our testimony. Watch this. How about thinking of it about like this? It's God's testimony. Right. It's not my testimony. It's God's testimony. All of my past that was allowed, fine, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna throw it out there, that was allowed mm-hmm. <laughs> brought me to where I am today. I it, don't be, I'm kind of hard headed. I think it took a lot of breaking before I got to rock bottom, but I finally hit rock bottom, y'all. And but let me tell you something. But but all of that then, right? I could I could really look back, and it's amazing because like I was God wasn't like first thought in my mind, but when I look back through all of it, it's like, huh? That must, that had to be God because I should have been dead. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay. Okay, and I, and I started adapting adopting that term. It's it's like it's not my testimony; it's God's testimony, because it wasn't me who pulled me out; it was God who pulled me out. Yeah. So when you think of it like that, it's God's testimony. It gives you a little bit more like yes, energy to go, confidence yeah. to go. Yeah, because it's not this pressure of is my testimony good enough? Because sometimes you compare your testimony. Oh, my testimony is nothing as dramatic as Shay's or Michelle's or so and so's. You know, no one's going to be inspired by mine. But I mean, we've countered that right. by saying, like, I pray my daughter's testimony is nowhere near as dramatic as mine or Shay's. Hallelujah. I would love for her testimony to, to mm. be considered, quote unquote, bland, but be full of miracles. They're just not those those common dramatic ones that hardhead people tend to get into over and over. Because here's the thing. Everyone's got pride Mm. and it's going to knock you down. Everyone's got selfishness. Mm. It's going to knock you down and it's not going to be cute. And I can relate to anyone's story about those things. It doesn't have to be this sordid, dragged through the dirt tale (laughs) every time for it to be exactly what someone needs to hear. What's funny is I use testimonies that have happened more recently. Mm Not, not even use right, my past Right, I don't always testimony. use mine. It's but, like but last week. For all happened. y'all, and, and I'm going to say this, because for all of you, this is for me, because <laughs> I love you. I do. <laughs> I love you. I love you. All of you who have stayed in church <laughs> and like stayed the course 
you know, with your little problems of pride and all that stuff here and there, y'all are a testimony to me. Right. I'm like, wow. Right. Thinking, thinking about her daughter, I'm like, I hope she has that same testimony that she could sit there and tell others that like, yeah, the world came at me, but you know what? The world had nothing for me. Right. I pray that. Right. Like you do. Right. And so it's kind of cool. So back to y'all that have stayed the course. Mm-hmm. I love y'all. Yeah. Look, be encouragement to others mm-hmm. and let them just tap into that knowledge that you have. Yeah. Sometimes you might think, oh, my salvation story isn't as epic, but your day to day story is. Yes. Because you're praying and you're being heard mm. by the creator of the universe and he's doing things in your life and he's using you to be a blessing to others and he's used others to bless you and every single one of those is Aaron's budding staff. Mm. If we can look at it like that and realize that the the labels we try to put for ourselves and the excuses we make for ourselves and even the protective little shells we try to make for ourselves, they're nothing but these like wilting monstera leaves hanging in the garden of eden right these little fig leaves and monster leaves and whatever we could find to scrap together to make ourselves something to cover our sin and yet god committed the first killing in the garden to cover us correctly Mm. He will adequately cover you. So you don't need to worry about right. the people who might think less of you for your story. Because I can tell you, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I'm not going to tell you everyone going to think you oh, great. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I told some of the women at church when I was like talking about testimony with them, I was like, you know, there was someone who said that I don't need, like, this isn't a story about Jesus. This is st- a story straight up about demons. And then there was someone else who said, like, this girl doesn't need Jesus. She needs, like, lifelong psychiatric help. And I remember those two. There were many more. But I, I was like, <laughs> those I Those ones to, remember. I was like, those are the ones I remember. <laughs> and I need to remember a couple. Right. Beca- and this is why. Because I need to share with people that, yes, right. those things, people are going to say that about you at some point in you sharing your story. But probably not the person you're sharing it for. Right. right. First of all. But second, what the heck does it matter if someone can't tell the difference between God's work and Satan's work? They need prayer. You don't you you're fine that what people mislabel and, and think God and what he says you are, who he says you are mm. is what matters, right. not what the world says. So going back to Revelation, where it says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the power and the word of their testimony. And they did not fear what would be done to them. They would not fear losing their life. We cannot move forward to the best of our ability, freaking out over what people will think of us and who's going to not talk to us and who's going to whisper behind our back. If we share the incredible things God has done, because the reality is this weapon that we're wielding has the power to move people to step toward Jesus. Mm. I like that. I like that. I really do. Oh, man. <laughs> so probably people out there are like, okay, okay. So what's my first step? Yeah. What's my first? Three Ps. You're going to hear them all. You're going to hear the rest of my life, y'all. I'm sorry. If you're going to listen to the pants, you don't like the three Ps, you're going to hear them a lot. Pray, pause, proceed. Uh, we really want God to establish how we use our testimony. Um, we want him to establish our steps. You'll hear that from the pantry a lot of times. We want God to establish our steps in everything that we do. It is so important that he establishes those because we're doing his work. Um, it's not by my might nor by my power, but by the spirit says the Lord. And so I, I sit in that and I'm like, okay, so even before I share, because Michelle ain't lying. 
Shell's not lying. You you enjoy the one on one. <laughs> enjoy the one on one because when you get yourself into the atmosphere of many, you're gonna hear a lot of many. You're gonna hear many opinions. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and if you happen to do that, and you happen to get attacked, don't get caught focusing on the minimum. So pray. You gotta pray about these things because because when. When you're going in to share your testimony or God's testimony, you're entering into spiritual warfare. Right. And when you're entering into spiritual warfare, you want to make sure that you have the full armor of God on. Because there are times when you will be sharing and you will just be straight rejected. Or there'll be times when you're sharing and they'll want to hear more about the word of God. So there's two sides of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to have the sword, of the, the sword of the spirit of the word, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to have the shield for the fiery darts. Yes. It's like, okay, and everything else plays a role too. Right. And so be prepared. So number one, be prepared. Mm-hmm. So pray, pause, proceed, be prepared. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be one of the first ones. Yeah, yeah. Being prepared, absolutely. And I, I think there's just this big mindset shift that helps make it flow like it's like the grease that makes things move easier and it's just realizing he made the story of your filth worth something mm. don't don't rob yourself of the healing that sharing your testimony and watching the the beautiful work god can do with it don't rob yourself of that and then don't rob others of the healing that can come from hearing it you know if you sit there and just read or think on that thought a few times and realize that this is a gift. This is a way to heal from whatever has been done to you, no matter what it is by realizing, Oh, what the devil meant for evil. God has Mm. spun around and given me a way to make it good. What a gift is that? So I think that that mindset shift is definitely up in the top first steps you should do to do this. So number two, Mm -hmm. act. Mm -hmm. Number two is act. Mm-hmm. Listen, there is nowhere in the Bible where it tells us to sit down. Okay, I'm sorry. So people be like, Jesus told the 5,000 to sit. I got you. And he tells us to he rest. He tells us to rest. that's not what we're talking but about. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about acting. Okay, so we've, we're prepared, right? Mm-hmm. Now we act. Go out, share the gospel. Okay, your testimony is just, a, it can be in that as well. Mm-hmm. Because most people aren't going to understand what you talk about anyways. And unless they, they've had some experience mm-hmm. with, with the word of God. Um, so most people that we encounter, they're like, huh? Or they either know or they don't know. Mm-hmm. And so be ready. It's like act, okay? So then that's number two. We got to act. We've got to move. Samaritan woman moved. Uh, those, those people that are sitting there by the blood of the lamb, that are covered by the blood of the lamb, and, 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 and go share their, the word of their testimony, go share the word of their testimony. They got to move. So mm-hmm. act. Yeah. Number two. Number two. Yeah. And then number three, I'm going to go right back. <laughs> I'm going to go right back. Pray. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say pray, pause, but I'm just going to say pray. Yeah. Because there we got pray, pause, proceed, right? Because we want to be able to move forward prepared. So prepared. Then we want to make sure we're act. We go in and we act on what God has given us. And then we want to come back and pray. Pray that the words infiltrate the hearts. Yeah. That God's word, that God, that they, because the Holy Spirit's at work. So you got to remember the Holy Spirit. It's not your words. It's the Holy Spirit's words. These are just, he's pulling, pounding on them. Mm-hmm. That they sit there and they just receive that. Yeah. That they receive the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is urging them to do because he is the one who will convict them to turn their lives over to Jesus. Yes. 
So that's the kind of epic <laughs> atom bomb y'all have already from the moment you come to him. Mm. But you just keep getting more. The world goes into debt and building nukes all the time. You just get a free nuke every five seconds with God. And he's just like lining them up and you're allowed to use all of them all the time. All like, cause I mean, he's made every attack of the devil into something that can be flipped into an open rebuke of the devil. Right. Like a little, like you're allowed to take that little glove and go smack, smack right in his face every time. Mm. And more importantly, there's this, this final verse. Right. Um, in Second Timothy 2.10, it says, I'm willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. He's given us all of the tools, but mm. this one, it almost feels like it's cheating because I just get to talk about what is going on <laughs> and it's combating demons in the <laughs> unseen realm um, to win souls. You know, that's amazing. Ooh, that's amazing. So... So challenge, do it, do it today. Yes. Yes. Talk to someone that is hurting, that you know is hurting and, and share a portion of what God has done. It doesn't have to be the darkest, but it needs to be something that he has done recently. You know, keep a log of great things he has done in hard times and in good. And if a rapper can drop non-spiritual, demonic, drop bombs like Hiroshima, we can drop some bombs from heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. 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 So check out thepantrypodcast.com. You can download our seven-day free devotional, Jesus Not Junk Food. Mm. It'll help embolden you in these steps. And you can also support us at patreon.com slash thepantrypodcast. So until next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. The Pantry Podcast is also honored to be featured on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Spark Media on Uplifted, and Eternity Ready Radio.